What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Salmon of knowledge, the 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 salmon of knowledge podcast. Hey, salmon skins, welcome to another episode of Edwin Salmon of Knowledge. That hay was a little bit muffled, a little bit stifled. It felt like I was holding my own throat. Guys, skins, lads, lassies, peoples of all colors and creeds and sexualities and also jerry salmon my father hello jerry who is a separate category in and of himself i don't even know what that means how's everyone doing i am minus a tooth now this is it's a a week and a day into my 44th year as a human being on the planet Earth. Have I been successful? Well, I've lived this long. I've survived cancer, a couple of cancers. I've survived a pandemic. So far, it looks like we're coming towards the end of this pandemic, which is making me kind of hopeful. I just auditioned today for a Hollywood movie. Hollywood movie time! Now, I I probably won't get it, but... You know, um, I'm I'm hopeful. I never expect to get any of these things, so you know that when I do get them, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, initially, the brief was, and I can't really discuss it. Although, I will say it is a movie that has been announced in the press, that is sh- shooting in Wicklow, and now it's not a Disenchantment. No, not Disenchantment. Ella Enchanted too. Disenchantment is the Matt Groening Netflix television, animated television program that is not very good. There's my hot take. Not very funny. And if it's supposed to be comedy and you're not making me laugh, then you have failed, sir, Matt Groening. Uh, I'm just being polite. He hasn't been knighted by the Queen. And actually, I tell a lie when I said, I told a lie rather, a minute ago when I said, I am in my 44th, I'm entering my 45th year, because I turned 44, so I am in my 45th year. So I've aged myself by a year, and I actually thought I was 43, but then my parents pointed out that I was 44, and they should know, because they were there when I was born, at least my mother was. Separate category of human being Jerry Salmon was nowhere to be found. But then again, it was the late 70s. He'd probably heard about this new space film that had opened up and he wanted to see it. But he couldn't because it hadn't opened yet. It was uh, five days away from being up. Maybe he'd heard about the previews. I don't know where he would have heard about that in the local newspaper, in the Midland Tribune. The Midland Tribune had a big five-page spread 
on this up and coming Star Wars film. Pew pew pew. So yeah, I am losing my teeth. Uh do do boop do. I'm losing my teeth. Boop 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 do. The dentist boop do in Smithfield is pulling out my teeth. And I was there. I was there when she injected into my gums and slowly but surely pulled it out of my head. I kind of think sometimes that dentists are kind of uh, untrustworthy. Now, I got to say my dentist, she is fantastic. And out of all the times that I've had my teeth pulled, this was one of the, if not the most pleasant tooth pulling if you can call having a tooth pulled pleasant it was i mean i've had wisdom teeth pulled of course that's the joke uh that my uh, father-in-law said to me do you have your wisdom teeth pulled and i was like no i had them pulled a long time ago <laughs> i am a dummy <laughs> and then i slapped my head with fish and i jumped around the kitchen just to show him how stupid i was no um but it was one of my wisdom teeth. It was my, my top wisdom tooth. I remember watching, I think it was the original Batman movie, not the 1966 uh, TV show movie, which I still have never seen, um, where Batman gets a shark on his leg and he sprays it with shark repellent. And it must have been a toothless shark because he didn't lose his leg because he is just a man. A crazy fucking billionaire man who dresses up as a as a near said as a shark who dresses up as a bat and punches people in the face. Shark man is a separate thing. Actually, well, King Shark is um, Sylvester Stallone is voicing King Shark in uh, the Suicide Squad. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Hey, what are you guys? Some kind of Suicide Squad. Um, there's a ca- character that's not in the movie. But, um, yeah, I was watching the 1989 Tim Burton Batman. And I think I was eating strawberry bonbons. Why have I such a clear recollection of this? It kind of sounds like I was 13. This is, I think I was eating strawberry bonbons when I went to see it in Nina Cinema when I was 13 years old in the summer of 1989. And uh, I got some strawberry bonbons and was like chewing them excitedly. Maybe that was the beginning of the root, if you will, no pun intended, um, for you dentists out there, probably guffawing at me saying root. I, I was slowly but surely, that was the beginning of the the slow decay of this tooth because it's a weird thing, teeth growing in your head. Uh, now, I'm just under a week away from my son being born and he's going to be born with no teeth. And then those teeth are going to grow out of his gums. And then eventually those teeth are going to get too uh, small for his ever-expanding growing head. And those teeth are going to fall out. And then he's going to grow adult teeth. And those are the keepers. Those are the teeth that he'll have for the rest of his life. Unless, of course, he's like me. And doesn't look after them as well. It's ironic that... It's not ironic. Um, Sorry, I used irony there. Uh, The irony police will be calling to the house soon. And I'll be thrown in uh, in ironic jail, which is really comfortable 
and you can leave at any time. Um, th- that's bizarro world jail. But yeah, I, you know, I only have so many teeth in my head now, and this one is at the back, and I have to have another one pulled, which is at the bottom back, and then I don't know how many I have left, but when I had that wisdom tooth, top wisdom tooth, I think it was top left, um, when I had that pulled before, well, I had a gum infection, which is really sore, like, uh, like probably the worst pain I've ever endured, and I've had cancer. But it was awful. And I was eating the, the strawberry bonbon again. I've never, my love for strawberry bonbons has never waned. And I would have been about 27, maybe 28. So probably 10 plus years of chewing strawberry bonbons and watching Batman movies. And it cr- I heard a crack. And I went, oh my God, it's an earthquake. The ground is opening up. Oh, no, wait, it's my tooth. We don't get earthquakes here. And I was like, oh, that's not good. And then I, I like reached in and I pulled like a tiny little sliver, like a chip of a tooth out. And I went, oh, no, better get that seen too. And then four short years later, I did. No, it was it was maybe a year later, which is still a long time to be waiting to have something done with a tooth that is clearly damaged and I went into the dentist and he couldn't get a grip on the tooth he did the usual thing he injected me with uh, the anesthetic in and the top and the bottom he waited a couple of minutes and then he you know uh, played me a beautiful aria and I had no feeling towards it and then he checked my gum and there was no feeling there either. And he said, you're dead inside and your gums are also dead. Uh, numbed, rather. You're numbed inside. And he proceeded to try and pull my tooth out, but he couldn't get a grip of it. He, he, kept, he kept slipping. And he like it was almost like punching me in my lower lip, which was numb. So that was fine. But still, uh, you know, you don't want to be even accidentally punched. It's not pleasant. So in the end... He had to get his dental assistant to hold my head in between her hands like a big sandwich. And he finally pulled pulled the whole thing out. And it was mainly root, like there was nothing on top. So I was like, I was kind of like impressed. And while he was doing it, like, you know, I just kind of started laughing even though, you know, I was like my mouth open and his uh, his metal tooth clamp or I, I, I don't know what it's called. The dentists probably have names for these. The puller. When he had the puller, Johnny Puller on me and his dental assistant with her hands clamped to the side of my head. And I was just like, <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. And, you know, like this is something people pay pay money good money too like people go to feckin' cyprus or go to czechoslovakia or go up the north of ireland to get their dental work done because it's so expensive down here and this extraction that i had was a little bit more expensive than i thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be around the uh you know hundo and it was more than that 
but not too much more than that. But that's kind of what I expected to pay. But it was, I mean, it was nothing like that, that other dentists. I mean, I think his and his dental office was kind of up a flight of stairs. This was like a, you know, it was almost like the guy again, going back to Batman, the guy who uh, Jack Napier went to uh, fix his face up after he fell on the acid. And, uh, you know, I was uh, that was me at the end of it. I was like a, a mirror and I smashed the mirror because I wanted to give myself some bad luck as well as a bad hole in my face. But everything's healed nicely. I've never had a dry socket. I've never had an infection. Although with this tooth, when it was pulled, my dentist was like, well, it was kind of close to where your sinuses are. So there might be a hole in your sinus passages and you might have to go to an oral surgeon and get that like stitched up. And I thought, holy fuck, I hope that doesn't happen. And then I thought, how weird must it be being a dentist? Like who who actively seeks out that kind of job? You're like, I, I want to focus on on just the mouth, just teeth, drilling holes in essentially bone in your skull inside your mouth. And, you know, it's like staring into people's mouths every day. And surely some people must be very lackadaisical when they come in. They must be up all night eating tuna sandwiches and cheese and onion crisps and uh, small uh, seeds in a smoothie, probably. Not just like a jar of small seeds and a spoon and they're crunching away on on a bunch of seeds. But like, you know, because like you probably and like most people, dear listener, before I go to the dentist, I spend probably about 20 minutes brushing my teeth and flossing them and, you know, trying to fool the dentist into uh, thinking that I take really good care of my teeth. But I tell you, for the most part, my teeth are fine. Like I say, I have to get another one pulled at the end of June and I have to get a filling, but the rest of them are okay. The rest of them, I just wish, I wish we had teeth like beavers. You know, like uh, a lot of animals, mammals, who are usually the kind of small, furry, hairy ones. I don't know if squirrels are the same. I think actually squirrels could be the same. But any any mammal that has teeth that they use to kind of grind things down, be it wood, be it um, nuts, be it uh, a squirrel or a beaver of the opposite sex that they're trying to convince to go on a date, Whatever they're trying to do, their teeth, you know, wear down and then they grow back. Whereas, you know, we have two sets of teeth. You know, you lose your baby teeth and then you have your adult teeth and you're supposed to take care of those forever. And uh, I remember seeing on an episode of QI where I get like 95% of my knowledge. But back in the 17th century, there was a tradition whereby when uh, someone was getting married, part of the dowry for getting married, which is, you know, oh, I've got 15 sheep and a country home in Devon and uh, 14 bars of gold, and that's my dowry. Oh, and this toasted cheese sandwich. 
But one of the things that they would do is the man would, as part of the dowry deal, and this was just a common occurrence, this was like a pretty normal thing to do, they would have a dentist remove all of the woman's teeth, the woman he was going to marry, and, you know, all at once, all in one sitting, remove every tooth out of her head and then give it a while to heal. I mean, can you imagine that? Imagine your all of your gums being like sore and raw. And this was before they had, you know, Nurofen and paracetamol. The poor woman probably just had to take a whole lot of cocaine. And well, actually, maybe it wasn't so bad. And then he would make dentures and, it, you know, be part of the dowry would be she, you know, she'd never have any uh, tooth problems ever again because she wouldn't have any fucking teeth. So I don't want to get to a point where I need dentures. I had a tooth pulled before. I mean, this is I've had my wisdom teeth pulled and I've had a few teeth pulled before. One of them on my right hand side, which was kind of halfway back. But the dentist at the time, a different dentist to the dentist I have now, uh, she said, well, I can pull this tooth out and you probably won't even notice because the teeth in front of it are kind of crooked. So they'll sort of hide the gap. So basically she was saying, because your teeth are so shit, I can just pull this tooth and no one will even notice. And I was surprised that she didn't try and sell me on the you know like reconstructing it getting a cap or you know like doing the root canal thing and trying to save the tooth which is an expensive endeavor but she didn't do that she was just like yeah i'll pull it now the, the dentist i went to before this dentist they were a little bit i don't want to say scammy but they were like yeah well you gotta have a cleaning and that'll be like two sittings we can't clean your teeth all in one go and then, I mean, you really should consider having a root canal and saving the tooth. I mean, you want to keep your teeth, right? You love your teeth so much. You love mushing on them and squishing all the juices out of the bananas. And grabbing the tops of jars, covering the whole top of the jar with your mouth in a big wow, And like turning it left and popping it open. And saying, hey, who wants a pickle out of this jar of pickles I just opened with my mouth and my teeth? But no, they didn't do that. Um, and I'm always very suspicious when dentists say to me, and the, as they have been saying for years and years, they've been saying, oh, early signs of uh, gum disease there. I've, I've heard that so many times. And... At this stage, I've had the early signs of gum disease for about 20 fucking years plus. And I'm almost like, when's the gum disease going to get here? I'm disappointed that I don't have gum disease already. But look, I'm not that suspicious of dentists. I kind of feel bad for them because I, I know apparently dentists in America, I don't know what it's like in the rest of the world, but there's a high level of suicide um, amongst the dental community. So, you know, if you know a dentist uh, or you know someone who knows a dentist, uh, you know, reach out to them. Ask them how they're getting on. Because apparently staring into the 
mouths of strangers all day long and drilling holes and filling holes and pulling teeth out of people's skulls is a depressing job. So, you know, think of the dentist. And before we go into a break, here's a little poem that I remembered from going to the dentist uh, from primary school about looking after your teeth. And it's by Pam Ayers. And it's called, Oh, I Wish I'd Looked After Me Teeth. Oh, I wish I'd looked after me teeth and spotted the dangers beneath. All the toffees I chewed and the sweet sticky food. Oh, I wish I'd looked after me teeth. I wish I'd been that much more willing when I had more tooth there than fillin'. To give up gobstoppers from respect to me choppers and to buy something else with me shillin'. When I think of the lollies I licked and the licorice all sorts I picked, the sherbet dabs big and little, all that hard peanut brittle, my conscience gets horribly pricked. My mother, she told me no end. If you've got a tooth, you've got a friend. I was young then and careless. My toothbrush was hairless. I never had much time to spend. Oh, I showed them the toothpaste all right. I flashed it about late at night. But up and down brushing and poking and fussing, well, it didn't seem worth the time. I could bite. If I'd known I was paving the way to cavities, caps and decay, to the murder of fillings, injections and drillings, I'd have thrown all me sherbet away. So I lie in the old dentist's chair and I gaze up his nose in despair and he's drilled do wine in these molars of mine to amalgam, he'll say, for in there. Oh, how I laughed at my mother's false teeth as they foamed in the waters beneath. But now comes the reckoning. It's me they are beckoning. Oh, I wish I'd looked after me teeth. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, guys, welcome back. Yeah, so look after your teeth. Uh, you know, there, there are some kind of weird things in there. Um, if you've got a tooth, you've got a friend. 
I mean, if your tooth is your friend, then you probably don't have any friends. Uh, but you know, that's just you know. And my toothbrush was hairless. I know it's it's a uh, rhyming with careless. But don't use uh, toothbrushes where the bristles are made of hairs. Uh, you know, that, that's for shaving uh, implements, shaving brushes. And that's the last word I'll say on teeth. God, that's a, that, that's a lot of stuff on teeth. Now, I have been having some very, very strange and lucid and detailed dreams as of late. I don't know if that's a result of impending fatherhood, but it's on its way. It's in the post next week. Actually, next week's episode will be an interesting one because I will be, it might be delayed. I might have to record it early just in case. Uh, in fact, I think I will because I don't know what my routine is going to be like. Everyone says, oh, get your sleep in now because you won't be sleeping all the when the baby comes. And then they explode. So, you know, oh God, I mean, I feel bad for, for the people giving me advice who continue to fill up with helium and explode all over the place. Like Katanga in Live and Let Die, the Roger Moore James Bond debut. Anyway, guys, look, this is Ireland's third most popular improv podcast and 39th most popular in the Netherlands. It's also about in the top 40 in Norway and it's nearly in the top 100 in America, which is the real market that I want to break into. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to do some improv rapping. So let's lay down a beat. I like it. Oh yeah. Come on now. Mouth bass line. My baby's coming soon. My little baby boy. He is a masculine a child. He's a masculine. He is not a feminine, but he can be masculine. Oh, he can be feminine. He choose what he want to be. When he grows up, you see, it's a different world than the world I was born into. I will be in the room, unlike my papa doom. My baby, baby boy, my baby, baby boy, my baby, baby boy, my baby, 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 baby boy. So there you go. There is my new hit single. It's called Baby, 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 Baby Boy. Um, so, I mean, a lot of... Uh, how do you spell that? Uh, the way it's pronounced. So I've noticed in the lead up to my son being born, whose name I shall not reveal. If you want to know my son's name, if you're that interested, you can pay the minimum of uh, three euro for all the extra content on my content on my Patreon page. Did I say that right? I'm not going to go back and check. Look, this is just how I roll. This is improv. Mispronouncing things counts as improv, not poor broadcasting. If you go to Edwin Simon of Knowledge on Patreon, you can get extra episodes, extra videos uh, that you can get early exclusive episodes every week. I do an extra Sunday pod now. 
which is me talking about more more personal things and things that are maybe a little bit spicy, some hot takes on things. I'm not just talking about Indian food or, you know, things like that, um, actual topics. One of the things I find strange in the lead up to uh, my son being born is when people have kids and those baby kids meet other baby kids and if the kid is a boy kid and the other kid is a girl child they'd be like oh he'll be a heartbreaker oh look at him oh, look at that face oh does he want to go out with my baby like people pimping out their children to other children even though you know they can't even roll over on their stomachs or you know see in color yet or see in focus and, you know, they're not even smiling. They're just farting and, and sort of enjoying their farts. You know, it's kind of like it's a bit. What's the word for it? I mean, it is heteronormative um, and it does kind of people do predispose that every, you know, boy child will be will like football and guns and dinosaurs and be an astronaut. And every girl child is going to be sweet and like unicorns and pink things and such but it's and and then when they don't kind of conform to that you know like uh when girls don't want to wear skirts or pink things and they want to you know play in the mud and shoot guns and they're called tomboys uh which to me is a little bit you know why do they have to be called something that sounds masculine. Why do you have to put the word boy in there? Can they not just be girls? You know, she's just a girl. I don't know. I mean, like, not saying that, you know, I want people to not suppose that my son is going to be interested in X, Y, and Z. I mean, I, you know, I grew up as a very, in the early 80s, in a very heteronormative way, playing with guns playing with sticks, pretending to be Conan the Barbarian and trying to kill a tree with a big stick. And that's fine, you know. I mean, you don't have to be into sports. And I'm not into sports as an adult. I don't mind playing sports, but I'm not like, I don't get emotionally invested in a particular sports team. And I'm all like, you know, come on, the Tigers, win the championship, points, huzzah. You know, I'm not, I'm not like that at all. Because those aren't expressions that people use when they watch sports. But yeah, it must be tiring for and frustrating for gay and lesbian couples who have kids. And, you know, their whole lives, they have been sort of gender normatized. Uh, if you're a girl, you like boys. And if you're a boy, you like girls. And they're doing that same thing to their kids, be they girls or boys. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's a strange thing. And, I, you know, like I know people still have a problem with just love in general and whether it's okay to love someone of the same sex or not. I mean, love is love. I'm not saying, you know, because there are some people who, you know, marry bicycles and fall in love with bassoons and, uh, you know, carpet cleaners and things like that. And, you know, someone married a ghost there a while ago. And I don't know how that's going. Um, You know, I mean, 
how do you how do you even have sex with a ghost? How do you consummate a relationship with a ghost unless you do it the way that Patrick Swayze did it with Demi Moore in the film Ghost, where he possessed the body of Whoopi Goldberg's uh, psychic character and he had sex with Demi Moore. But in the movie, it cuts to... Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze getting it on but that's only in her imagination because what really happened was he went into the body his spirit went into the body of Whoopi Goldberg's character so Whoopi Goldberg and Demi Moore had sex and that's what actually happened but spiritually it was Patrick Swayze's character so um, speaking of weird things I had a weird dream. I mentioned it there uh, just a few minutes ago before I started going off on a fucking tangent. Sorry about that. But hey, that's what I do. That's improv. I don't usually plan these things. It just happens. And, you know, I literally just had this dream last night. And the only real reason I remembered it is because I woke up and told the entire dream to Kara. And that's how I kind of because usually when I have a weird dream I wake up and go what a weird dream and I remember like one section of it and then it's just gone out of my head by the time I have my granola uh, yogurt coffee and fruit Uh, all in one big bowl a disgusting breakfast ruined by hot coffee all over my strawberries so dreams guys dreams can come true um, and this one may come true because I think it has something to do with like all my recent dreams I think I've had because my uh, baby boy, my bouncing baby boy, although don't bounce a baby, uh, no matter how buoyant they are and how rubberized they can be, they are still very fragile, especially the fontanelle, um, which is not a fancy French restaurant that serves foie gras and uh, petit foie. It is the soft part of their skull because I think I mentioned this before when a baby is born uh, vaginally, its skull it kind of closes over. It's like two separate kind of hemispheres. So it like moves together and across itself to make its head smaller. And then when it comes out, it spreads back again, which is pretty incredible stuff that your skull can do that. Um, I mean, I think one of the things that, well, for me anyway, I I won't speak for Cara, but when little Junior is born, Junior, uh, no, I'm not going to call him actually. He's not going to be like Edwin Junior. Um, I like my unique name. I don't want anyone else to have it. Even my son. Fuck off and get your own name. Um, no, we'll give him a name. You'll know the name. Just go on Patreon and listen to my extra podcasts and you'll, you'll definitely get the name because I, I mentioned it a few times. And, you know, I also mention why we picked that name and how people assume that I've named him after someone else when, in fact, the truth is entirely different. So, uh, dreams can come true. The dream was something to do with, I think it's something to do with 
the fact that things are starting to open again, gigs are happening again. I've been thinking about doing gigs, doing some stand-up gigs. And of course, if you don't get to see my stand-up, if you live in Canada or Japan or Norway or the Netherlands or America or the UK, although I'll probably get to the UK at some point, um, I'd love to get to America to do some gigs, but probably not in the near future. Um, I will be recording these gigs and you can see them on my Patreon page uh, once I start doing gigs again. So I was thinking of, you know, booking a few venues or a venue, a few nights in a venue for September, October region, maybe. So we'll see what happens. And I've been going, will I, shall I? And thinking about it so it's been on my mind so in the dream i was i think preparing for a gig i was dressed in a sort of a 1950s kind of suit with you know a thin tie and it was kind of like a black and white suit almost like a sort of a tuxedo-y type suit because i remember feeling very uncomfortable in the clothes that i was wearing in the dream and the venue I was like not happy with the venue. It kind of, I mean, it sounds like a like every gig I've ever had that you always find something wrong with the gig or the venue or the clothes you're wearing or the crowd. And the crowd were made up of, you know, various uh, types of people. There was like a, a table of like preteens from the 20th century. And then there was like people in really kind of formal wear and like kind of... Uh, 1920s like boardwalk empire kind of style era people and then there was a table that had a bunch of random people and princess diana was there but like you know like 1980s princess diana not early 90s but like you know young princess diana and uh i was like kind of freaking out and hanging around at the back and there was like there was acts on stage it was like a small kind of stage and People were doing, I don't even know what they were doing. I think they were doing sort of, you know, comedy of some kind. I can't really remember. All I know is like I was going around just freaking out and I bumped into my friend Hannah Mamelis, who I do uh, the Reviewables podcast, even though we haven't done an episode in a while. But hopefully we'll get back to doing that in the studio once things open up again. So maybe that was on my mind as well, that I've been neglecting that my old podcast and my old podcast partner and she was like oh you do you're doing a gig and she was like oh tough tough crowd and I was like why is it a tough crowd but she'd like left before she could tell me and then I was like sneaking up to the stage this is the weird thing I don't know why I wasn't backstage waiting to go on I was like out the front watching everyone watching this imaginary gig which is something I do sometimes when I go to a gig and I'm not on immediately. There's a couple of people on before me. I'll just watch the crowd and I look around and see what they're what they're laughing at and try and sort of understand them on a spiritual level. Like and sometimes I look at them and I'm, if I'm in a bad mood, I'll be like, oh, look at these bastards. None of these fucks are going to laugh. Um, you know, that's kind of like it's not their fault if I'm not funny or if the acts aren't funny. Um, but I do, I kind of study the crowd. So I think maybe that was it. And I was like trying to, I was trying to sneak up and I was sneaking up and, uh, I, I turned, 
a seat around and it was like a plastic chair, like not from the 20s or 50s, a very kind of modern chair, but it had like cigarette ash. It was like an ashtray in it and all these like cigars and stuff were like falling off it. I was like, oh, I can't, that's dirty. I can't sit in that. And then Princess Diana said, oh, come here, sit, sit next to me. So I went up, but my bag of of props and stuff that I had beside me was like like banging off her and I nearly knocked her off her seat. And I was like, oh, sorry. And I remember kind of looking slightly down her dress, looking at her cleavage. And, uh, you know, I told Cara this and I was like, well, it's fine, like because it was a dream and she's dead. So you can't be jealous of a dead dream woman. Um, I mean, that was my pitch. Dead dream woman, you're not for me because you're dead and in a dream. I want you in reality. Dead dream woman, dead, dead dream woman, won't you be alive for me now? So, yeah, um, sorry. And I was just about, uh, no, that's when I, that's when I woke up and I felt weird that I'd been, you know, looking down the top of princess diana and that you know that was the end of the dream so like looked a mad crazy dream and you know sometimes when you've been dreaming i was probably only dreaming for about five minutes but i felt like i was dreaming for six hours and i woke up kind of like oh my god and it was eight o'clock in the morning so i had to get up and get ready to go out and do my driving lessons and i'm halfway through my driving lessons and i'm happy to say i'm getting pretty good at driving uh, I haven't stalled. I stalled kind of once today, but I was changing gears. I got up to fourth gear. Um, my driving instructor, Frank, surprised me by uh, we're com- we were going downhill, getting some speed up. And he goes, uh, fourth gear. And I went, fourth gear, the forbidden gear. Das is verboten. And I moved into fourth gear, but then I fucked up third gear. And uh, the car kind of jerked a bit and I had to move back down to second gear. And I felt bad. But then we did it again and I moved into fourth gear and I was going like 50 kilometers an hour, a little bit faster than 50 kilometers an hour. And I was like slowing down, but not stopping to turn. uh, You know, I can turn left, right. I can go around roundabouts. Uh, I can reverse pretty easily now. And we went on a slightly different route today. So if you're out and about in the Tala area on Thursdays in the morning, look out for a really excellent learner driver who you probably think when you see him driving, holy shit, he could be a professional. Anyway, guys, as I said before, if you want to check out extra episodes, extra content, my book, which I'm still writing, I have to put up uh, some some more chapters from it. Uh, hopefully, I'll get around to that this weekend. I know some of my patrons are enjoying the book. So uh, you can read that before it's published to great acclaim and a lot of sales because, hell, I need the money because not only am I having a baby, I'll be getting married in late 2022. So got to save up for that and got to earn the spondulix or whatever the currency of this country is. I hope you're safe and sound wherever you are. If you're vaccinated, uh, that's a good thing. You know, get vaccinated, wear a mask. Don't believe the hype. Stay off Facebook. 
don't listen to old people. Um, you know, they're the worst generation. They had it so fucking easy. They could buy houses and educate themselves for free and not, you know, have to pay a half a million for a two bedroom semi-detached bungalow in the south of Kildare. So, guys, that's the end of the show. Um, thanks very much for listening and stay safe and I'll see you soon. And the next time you hear me, I will be a father. And I promise to not clog up the entire episodes with baby talk. Um, I'll probably do something completely different just because I'll be sick to death of nappies and burpees. But I'm really looking forward to it. If you are a parent out there, please don't give me any advice. Everyone's making it up as they go along. No one knows what they're doing. And anyone who pretends that they do is only fooling you. Babies, keep them alive and that's it. Just keep your babies alive until they grow up and they look after you if you need looking after yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.